This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, spend the time with the Lord, and then we come down to the radio station here. We have this little station in our Meridon Campus East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever we get led in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great. I am super excited to be here. It, uh, it's always my favorite part of the week to be able to jump in this, be able to do this together. Yeah, it is a good—it's uh, it's fun. And that's always fun. Here's another level of fun. I just want to encourage you guys out there. I know we're coming out of a time of social isolation and all that, but uh, getting into the Word with somebody Come on. Is, is just more life-giving than getting into the Word by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's just this, uh, this thing that begins to work. You could say synergy or this energy. or The Bible says, wherever two or more gather in my name, there am I in the midst of me, midst of thee. And so I think it's the presence of the Lord is amplified. Mm. Doesn't mean he's not with you all the time. He is. But it's kind of like there's, there's amplification. David's hearing things from God, and I hear what David's got to say, and it sparks something that God's maybe said to me or— you know, or I learn something that I've never known before when I hear it, and then that sparks all sorts of things in me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's a good thing kind of bouncing back and forth on the Word of God. So if you're out there doing a, a devotion of some sort, this is one of the ways you can do it and get into the Word together. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way. And if you want to learn how to uh, plug in more, here's how you do it. <laughs> go to our website, go to eccc.us. You can find all the info you need for morning breath. Click on the morning breath icon. It'll be able to take care of you. But it's the chapters we've gone into, the chapters we're going into. Um, also a great way for anything from East coast Christian center. Just get our app, go to your mobile app provider, put an East coast app. It has like a little white cross, like a blue background. Go ahead and get that. You'll be able to get messages from the worship experience from the weekend. You'll be able to see what we're doing online or doing with groups. Groups. And especially in this time now where it seems like every like four weeks something's changing, you'll mm-hmm. be able to be on the forefront uh, and yeah. get, you know, uh, a notification letting you know, man, a change has happened or something new's coming out, but not so much where it's overbearing. Uh, we're very mindful of that. And, and you know, we know that you uh, you you have your life and you're moving forward. But also, too, um, a great way if you, you know, you're not Internet savvy or maybe don't use your smartphone that much, is just call the church office, 321-452-1060, and we'll take care of you. Yep. Send one out to either mail it or email it to you, and we'll we'll get it that way. Hey, we want you to check out our online services. We've got those going on, too, on our website, as well as uh, live services now begun again at East Coast Christian Center. So just check the the uh, website, eccc.us, for the mm-hmm. times and that, uh, pretty much 830 10 and 11.30 here at the Parkway. What time are you meeting over at the Avenue, Pastor David? 9.30 and 11. There you and go. I believe the Cocoa Campus is matching us. As a, yeah, a that's what I understood, um, too. Or, and, and man, we're, we're excited. The online experience, too, just so you guys oh, know. It's awesome. It really is. It's really cool. And, and Pastor Dan and Pastor Matt have gone and recorded the full message, and it's it's incredible. So Yeah, we uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been good. It's actually... Uh, the way we're doing it now makes it kind of soak in you longer as the preacher, as a person sharing, because you're you're sharing earlier in the week to do the recording, and then you're you're sharing it at the end of the week live with people. 
it really helps, you know, you kind of live it all through the week up wow. to a little higher degree wow. than maybe you do when you just, you know, preach on the weekend. So wow. I thought that was really interesting and, and I experienced my first one of those last week. So anyway, let's get into it. We are in Romans chapter 12. And uh, how you doing, Nick? We're going to say hello to you. Next one in the program. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, I'm going to read New King James. What are you reading? New King James. Wow, look at that. So there's 21 verses, but uh, the, the width of the verses is quite different. So I'm mm-hmm. actually going to read through verse 8 is all. Okay. And uh, let you read through the end, but it's about the same amount of words, just the way the chapter's set up. You have titles on yours? <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. What, what I'm of, tempted to read them at times. One of my titles says, Behave Like a Christian. That's exactly like, what mine says. Like, That's where you're yeah. going to take over. Because I, like, I want you to yeah, tell everybody yeah. how to behave like a Christian. Praise Does God. Does make sense? Absolutely. Okay. All so right. get me going. Here we go, Pastor Dan. I say to you, read, sir. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to everyone or each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Nice. Uh, incredible chapter. We've, Romans is full of some pretty uh, <laughs> right? pretty amazing chapters. Uh, I'll just start out. I've I got so many notes in the margin of my Bible. I've done this chapter probably 10 times on Morning Breath in the last 20 years. I'm just going to say, David, what stood out to you when you read the chapter? Oh, and, man. Uh, just go from there. It's honestly, and I'm not saying this like as like pastor fluffing to like buy time to think. <laughs> I genuinely think you could take w- with these 20-something verses and do a message on each one of the verses. Yeah, you could. But one I want to really clarify for people listening is because our culture kind of shifts something here. Um, 
we have a very maybe I want to say cynical. Cynical is not the right word, but uh, a very like ha ha kind of like culture of getting back, maybe getting the last say, getting the last word. Uh, when it comes down here, when, it, when Paul at this end here refers to, uh, for in doing so, if uh, if your enemy is hungry, feed him; if he is thirsty, give him drink. For if, and for in do so, you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Now, for us who have Publix and Walmart and and AC units and heaters, that seems mean. But what this actually is, is an expression from what they would say is to heap coals over their head was talking about how night would get very cold in Israel. And this is talking about you would make them feel a warmth, like you a warmth would go over them. This is not a <laughs> dumping coals on you. This is that they would feel a warmth towards you and they would appreciate what you're doing. And it's important we know that because otherwise it makes no sense to feed the people to have the last laugh. That matches up with no other scripture in all of the Bible. Yeah, that's like, true, brother. So he's actually saying through one of their own expressions of, man, you will cause them to feel a warmth. And that's what we want. And even looking at the time and era we're living in right now with so much divide going on in our culture that maybe we need to reach across the lines with with a little bit of helping um, and understanding and causing a warmth for the other side and, and a love between the two divides that are that are be occurring. So. You know, I've always taken that a different way, not mm-hmm. in the negative way of, you know, aha, I got you, but in the way of there have been times in my life when I've either been caught doing something wrong mm-hmm. or completely caught off guard by somebody doing something super nice that I've experienced what I would call heat, like, like just radiate down through my body. Mm -hmm. Like my head get hot. I get a little bit, holy moly. I can't believe I, I I just got caught doing that Mm -hmm. or holy moly. I I can't believe how kind and gracious this is and just be shocked by someone's Mm -hmm you know, graciousness. And I've always taken it more like that feeling of, of one, either some guilt, like, oh, bummer, man. I, I know I shouldn't be living like that. Mm -hmm. Or, oh my gosh, I don't know if anybody's ever done anything that nice before for to me in my life. And it actually, there's a physical sensation sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're emotionally overwhelmed. And I guess that's the way I've kind of taken it. Like, if you want to get to the heart of this person, this broken person, or this person that's been an enemy to you, how do you how do you how do you do that? Well, one of the ways you can do it, and the last chapter has some things about this. I don't want to go back and pre preclude that too much, but it talks about how these uh, people, and it's a messianic psalm, and uh, it's verse nine. It says, "And their table became." A, and let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block, a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. And that's a rough saying kind of to those who are crucifying Jesus. But I think what's going on there is David the psalmist is looking at it, and this is how he feels. But when Christ was on the cross, what he said was, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Come on. And what did the centurion or the guy that was, you know, in charge of the crucifixion do? He said, surely this must be the son of God. He he got reached. Now, some people said that he was being facetious. I do not believe that. You know, like, oh, look, he died. How could that be the son of God? That's not what he was doing. He was he was moved by the darkness and the, the conduct of Christ mm-hmm. hanging on the cross and reaching out to a guy who was cursing him and inviting him into his kingdom with the other guy dying on the cross next to him. and Taking just care of his mother. Taking care of his mother, all those things. He was moved by it. 
And so when I see that, that's that's the kind of stuff I think about. Oh man, and I love the way the Bible, like the Bible's clear. You know, when when there's mocking and scoffing, it says, and you know, Jesus went to the house where the young daughter was dead, and with Jairus, and it says there were scoffers and flute players, yep. which is why I don't like flute players. <laughs> like, I'm joking. Just um, tall. Where are you? Oh, but mind. what really stood out to me too, and um, I want to hope, hopefully, will encourage some people with this, is that he uh, labels, he names these gifts. When he gets down, no, it's, and, that's a cool section. And he's like, "Man, those who exhort and exhortation, you know, gives, give liberally, um, with liberty, uh, lead with diligence." And it's like, "Well, wait a second. Um, those shows mercy; they do it cheerfully. But when it talks to the leader, and I'm talking to all the leaders out there, where you're leading your home, or you're leading your church, you're leading your business, he says, do it with diligence.'" And Paul didn't make a mistake when he chose the word diligence, yeah. and neither did the Holy Spirit, because there's you're not always going to get the credit. All right. You're not always going to get the applause. You're not always going to get what it is. And really for real change to occur, it takes diligence from the leader, not an applause from the crowd. And if, if you know, your heart has to be set of, you know, what, 90 percent of what I do is going to be work. 110 percent of what I do is going to be putting putting diligence to what the Lord has called me to do. And that is something that we have to remember as leaders is that um, we have to be faithful. And there's a scripture now that's actually escaping my mind. But in God's time, but in the time, we'll experience the harvest for our diligence. And uh, we can't give up um, just because a crowd doesn't clap or we don't get recognized, but because we're faithful to what God is doing. That's super important. You know, when you look at these gifts, these are many people call these the foundational gifts Mm. and that. Every person on planet Earth has kind of wired with one of these gifts as their main one. That doesn't mean you couldn't operate in three of them or anything like that, or I don't all of them if you want to. I don't care. But my point is, everybody's kind of wired in one direction, a little bit stronger. And I'll give you a quick example. If we've got a table here that we've got our Bibles on and got a bottle bottle of water and a cup of coffee and that and. Nick's uh, sitting over here in a chair. Nick, turn around and face me here for a minute. And let's say I had my uh, cup of coffee right over here, right close to the edge, and I've moved it right on the corner of the table where it'd be really easy to knock off. Mm-hmm. And let's say by, by accident I did. I knocked it off the table. Your gift would come out. Mm-hmm. If you had the gift of prophecy, the first one, you would have went, I knew he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. If uh, Let me see, what's the next one here? If it was ministry, which is serving, you would have went, here, let me, uh, let me clean that up. And you would have jumped on cleaning it up. Or if it was teaching, you would have said, you know, if you just would have put the glass over here, it wouldn't have fallen off the table. If it was exhorting, you would have begun to say, hey, it's okay. You, you know, don't worry about it. You're going to make it. It'll be fine. If you were the giver, you go get me another cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. If you were the leader, you would have coordinated all of that that just happened in the room. And if you were the person with mercy, you would have been kind and loved them and encouraged them through the process. Come on, that's good. And I think that, you know, what happens in life, sometimes we don't understand why we don't get along with, like, I don't like Nick at all. No, it's not true. <laughs> but let's just say for a minute we didn't like each other. One of the things that might be there is he might have that prophetic underlying and I might have that mercy underlying. Come on. And the mercy wants to always say to somebody, it's all right. 
But the prophetic wants to go, hey, dude, that's not the direction you should go. Mm -hmm. And so we actually look like we're in conflict, and that's why we don't get along as much. Now, this is all made up, but we right. get along great. He has to because I'm his <laughs> boss. But, you know, we get along great. But that can be part of the reason. But the truth is the person we're being, you know, merciful to or prophetic to needs both of us in their life. Mm. It's not just one or the other. It isn't that I don't need a teacher in my life. It isn't that I don't need an ex exhorter in my life. It isn't that I don't need a giver in my life. I was at a gas station getting some peanuts the other day. Mm -hmm. The guy behind the counter says, you the pastor of East Coast Christian Center? I said, yes, sir. He said, oh, how do I write a checkout to the church? I said, do you go there? He said, yeah, yeah. And uh, wrote a checkout for 500 bucks right there and said, here, take it. Thank you very much. And said, you can have the peanuts. They're free. I was like... Wow, thank you so much. And left in that. I'd never seen him in the store before. Maybe he was the owner mm -hmm. that was in, you know, working the gas. It's just a gas station on the other side of uh, 528 on, mm -hmm. on Courtney. And uh, very generous, very kind. And it was like, guy's got a gift of giving. Come and on. he just, you know, he saw me as soon as he saw me. First thing he did was say, wrote $500 down on a check. And then, you know, now I'm telling too many details about it. But anyway... And just gave a generous gift to the church. And That's it was incredible. like, just cool. And so we need all those people in our lives. I know. And I love the way Paul um, puts the progression in it when he's talking to the believers, when he's like, when he's like, listen, and he opens up with, let's take a look at your mind. Because he talks about, you know, being a living sacrifice. So he's talking about you as like an entity. And then he talks about the gifts. And then he talks about the calling. Right. He's like, hey, listen, you need to be a living sacrifice. And I love that he says living sacrifice because sometimes we take a look and we personify our Christian walk as this grueling, begrudging, oh, brother, carrying my cross. He's like, no, 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 no. We're called to life. Jesus went to the cross already. Now, we're called to carry our cross. We're called to be diligent, like I just said. But we need to know that our lives are meant for Jesus to live through us. And and when he goes to that, then he'll go to your gift, and then he'll go to your calling, you know, feeding the saints, a life fervent in prayer, and the other things that he starts labeling as he goes through here. But I, I say that to say this, is that don't be so quick to label yourself inside of a season because Paul is showing here that you might— um, when, when you're, you maybe when your calling changes, your gift might shift too, but you need to be open to what God is doing. Matter of fact, if you were to go back 15 years ago and that cup would have spilt, I would have went running for another cup for you. But 15 years later, I would be like, Hey Nick, can you go get something to clean it up? Hey, you know, and I would, but so you've become lazy in your old age. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Just 15 kidding. years. No, I couldn't, I couldn't knees, resist uh, that one. Sorry. My sorry. knees ain't what they used to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not bending and, down there. And, you know, you need to take a look and every now and then do a little spot check and take a knee and, and say, God, okay, what have you, what have you called me to? What have you yes. gifted me for? Yes. And, and I submit myself to that as a living sacrifice to that. Yes. Um, and, and don't brand yourself, you know. Take what the Word of God has for you and walk it out. But your gifts can change because they're all given by the Holy Spirit, by the one Holy Spirit. So, you know, if he might have you taking care of people in the food pantry one day, but the next day you're doing something else or the next season or the next change that occurs. And be open and trust God. That's, that's walking out your faith with fear and trembling. Amen. You know, when it says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A lot of people don't understand what that word transformed actually means. It's the same word that was used of Christ when he was on the mountain with Peter and James and John. 
and he was transfigured before them mm. and became white as snow and was glowing, basically. Now, we don't actually become white as snow and glowing, but it's a very powerful word. It, it tells me a couple of things. One, the power that we need in our life to be who we need to be is got to be a supernatural power and that it comes from the word of God and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And, and the will of God is good, acceptable and perfect. And, and that process that happens that we need there have been seasons in my life, I've been a Christian long enough now that there have been seasons in my life when I was more in tune with my Bible and deeper into the Word on a regular basis, other times where I wasn't as much. And I can noticeably tell when there's been a gap in my just general Amen. getting the Bible mm -hmm. in my life and renewing of my mind. I start thinking differently. Mm -hmm. It's easy. It's easy to lose it. And uh, what did they say in the gym? Two years to get it, two weeks to lose it. That's what they always said in the gym. If you worked out really hard and got really fit, you know, especially with weightlifting, the, the saying in the gym was two years to get it, two weeks to lose it. And it just shows you that you got to stay with it. Come if on. you're going to keep that muscle tone in your body and you got to stay with it, if you're going to keep that spiritual tone in your life and keep your mind renewed and keep thinking the wrong, right way. And when you catch yourself, and I do this sometimes, catch yourself thinking the wrong way, don't use that to get condemned. Come use on. that to get motivated to get into the Word and let the Word of God and time with the Lord and in worship, let that have its effect in you and continue to cleanse your mind and wipe, wipe your mind clean kind of. And so people, like, I hear them, and I don't think they're not necessarily on point when they start saying, oh, you like to watch football? That's that's of this world. That We are not of this world. Don't conform to this world. You listen to secular music? You, you Don't you understand? You need to only listen to Christian stuff. And that's not what Paul's saying here. Paul's saying, you know what? Take Grab a hold of your mind and walk through this with me. Is You know the number one way to find an idol in your life? Trace these three things down. What do you spend most of your money on that's your freed up money? I'm not talking about your mortgage or your rent here. You can trace your money to where an idol is at. It might be, you know, the beer or something else or golf maybe or shoes or makeup or clothes, whatever it might be. What do you spend most of your time on when you can get freed up time? I'm not talking about the 40 to 60 hours you got to put at work. And then your mind and your heart, what do you extend most of your love towards? All right. Now, transforming your mind, those all three things need to head towards the gospel first. The gospel needs to be in the center of those things when it comes out. You know, how can you be generous? How can you serve? How can you listen, love, pour out, connect with God, connect with the Holy Spirit in your walk? And you'll be able to see where you need to to renew what you do, where you need to get a hold of what's going on and make some changes in your life. But because you listen to a Garth Brooks song doesn't mean you're conforming to this world, okay? So let's. I, I want to make sure we don't put a, a, a modern-day law on people that actually kind of uh, that's the them. absolute truth. Yeah. When, when it's talking about being conformed to the world, it's talking about hating and mm -hmm. stealing Come and on. doing the all the things that the spirit of the world, the enemy, the devil, is involved in. Not talking about 
playing basketball right. as a sport or watching mm-hmm. football as a sport or, ma'am, going shopping for something, you know, spend some time at the mall walking around. If you didn't buy anything, you just like to go and look at the new stuff there. But when that becomes something that controls your life, it then has taken a step too far. Come on. Doesn't mean that you'd never go shopping again, but it does mean you might need to step back from it for a while and renew your mind. Come on. Get your focus right. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility. Located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff. Making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Get them, Pastor David. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Right now, Romans 12, you're just jumping in with us on the radio. But, um, beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Um, Excuse me. What? That is hard for me. And that might be hard for you. Okay? And you're not alone in the struggle on. Now, how I might avenge myself, I'm a confronter, so I'm going to call you out. But other people aren't that way. They might avenge themselves by gossip or or other means. But the fact is that it says, do not avenge yourself, um, beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath for it is written, vengeance is mine, which means we have to literally trust God when we have been offended. The worst thing I feel, one of the worst things we could do as believers 
take offense, want to get vengeance. And then we wind up living in a life of hurt and bitterness. And the other person doesn't even remember our name or the offense. <laughs> and that's it's like, stuff. who's really paying the price here? Yeah. That's why the Bible says uh, when forgiveness is loosing and, you know, not forgiving somebody as binding. And what actually happens there is you're the one who gets bound. (laughs) You know, you're, you're mad at them for something they did wrong and you get in wrath and bitterness and all that stuff. Who's bound? They forgot they even did it. And they're out having a pizza right now, laughing with their friends and you're stewing in the corner. That's the real danger with that stuff. And you know, the, the attitude that Christ had, it's not always easy, but father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Just let people go. I, I always handle it this way. You know what? I probably could have done worse. Uh, mm. I'm not a perfect guy by any means. And so I try to give people the grace of God that I need on a regular basis. So uh, be blessed. Have a great day, people. Love you guys. See you, David. See you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.